Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Do you have the courage to make a deal with the devil, Fanoners? Well, we here at So You Think You Can Sin have already written our contract. I'm your host, Sergio, here with my contracted demon, Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hey, what's up? What's up, gamers? What's up going on here? I'm uh, I've contractually obligated now to be a uh, children's show mascot for the next 50 episodes of my life. And today we're going to be talking about the most, well, not the most recent anymore. Very, very not the most recent Common Rider show anymore. The last Common Rider season we watched. Yes, last one we watched is Common Rider Revis. Oh, man. What a show. What a show. I don't normally think common writer seasons are things that I would recommend to like general TV show audiences, aside from a few. Aside from a few. There are a few that I would recommend to general audiences. Revis is one of them. And I'm very excited to talk about it. What do you think about Sergio? Uh I I really enjoyed Revis. Um all the way through, I, there are some people who kind of fell off towards the ending, but I think that Revis, for the most part, was solid through the whole way through, which is not something I can usually say for a common Rider season. No, there's almost always a dip. Almost always a big dip somewhere in the middle, or even near the end, which sucks. Or in the beginning. Or in the beginning. Usually it's at the beginning, I find. Usually it's at the beginning. And then it if it's at the beginning, it gradually slopes up to a good ending. Maybe a very strong middle and then, like, middling ending. But Revis was just good, like, all throughout. It has a fucking banger of a premise. It has a fucking banger of a first episode. It's a fucking banger of a cast. The casting in Common Rider in general, I've said this dozens of times, is some of the best casting I have ever seen anywhere. I don't think they really ever do a bad casting. Can you recall any time they've done a bad casting, Sergio? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, like, it's it's kind of hard to judge because I don't speak the language, but I usually can kind of tell when someone's, like, not really doing a great job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There, There are some episode specific performances where I feel like it might might have been a little phoned in from somebody being a little off the mark, but usually like there's such a great chemistry between the actors. I, I always remember back to the um the scene where Ankh and AG are just on the floor after the after the scene was over and they're just like playing with toy animals going like just at each other for like 30 seconds. And that was just the actors fucking around on set and they kept it in the show. Um, stuff like that is all over Common Rider with all the actors. And in Revis, it feels like it was in full force. Everybody is just acting their little hearts out. Every, fucking, they changed the plot of parts of Revis in order to give actors that they thought were really good more screen time. And they, they really did, did well with it. But let's, let's not pussyfoot around it. What is the premise? of Revis Sergio. If this is the first time people are talking and looking at Common Rider. 
so basically, uh, in 1971, uh, some uh, Japanese scientists uh, discovered a demon in South in South America. Don't ask why the South Americans didn't do it. This is a Japanese show, so uh, Latinos don't exist. It was Japanese people. Uh, they just, they excavated a demon, a demon named Gifu, and uh, Gifu uh, exerted his influence on uh, to three lieutenants who dress up in mexican samba gear for some reason uh they call themselves the the dead man's i, I get the mexican influence is very strong here i'm is all it for it you know is it tasteful the, i i i think i think it is very uh um very tasteful um although a uh a, a japanese man calling himself uh olteca is very funny to me um yeah so the so, so the the dead man's uh, they're, Julio. you know, they're a bunch of demon worshipping assholes. Uh, they, they run a club. Uh, and to stop them, there is like this government organization called Phoenix, um, who's fighting the dead mans. And then we have our main character, uh, Icky, who, uh, contracts with a demon, uh, via the usage of a stamp. Uh, his demon's name is Vice. He's a very, like, crude, um social media using a uh, demon and together they team up to be common writer revis or revy and vice because icky is revy and vice is common writer vice and He's together they vice. are revise yes yes and it's it starts off in a very juvenile way i will say the whole show starts off in a very uproariously sort of juvenile bombastic nature anytime that those two are on screen because vice is just He's just a goofball. He's just a total absolute goofball. And honestly, I feel like he earned being a powerful goofball in even the first couple episodes cuz he's a demon, of course, but he's Iki's demon. And Iki is a kind-hearted, he's a strong young man, he's a good young man. And most importantly, the premise is super like dark. Dark, dark. And things get really, really, really dark near the midpoint and especially the ending of the show. But Vice, he just brings joy and love and life into every corner of the room he's in, just like Iki does. And it's just awesome seeing them kick the shit out of detestable, evil scumbags that want to hurt Iki's family and his loved ones. I mean, it's just pure good and evil at its absolute core, but that doesn't mean that there aren't complex moral situations that come later on in Revis, but definitely the first parts are innocent, entertaining, but very, very well choreographed fighting. I just, I have to say yeah, this. There's, um... God damn it, Serge. What, one sec, Sergio. God damn it. Why did Toei not find a different fucking sound effect for hitting things? Every fight Oh, the, Every fight the, in the like last the sword several clashing times. sound effects? The, yeah, the metal, the oh, metal got... clangs. Clang, yeah, clang, 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 clang. Oh, God. Because um, there, there are very, some very strong plot hooks that they set up at the beginning of the season. There's something, there's some off about Icky's dad that we don't really find out until later. Uh, there's the subplot about uh, Icky disappearing from uh, pictures for some reason. Um, it seems every time he transforms that he like disappears from a from from like a family photo. Uh, that's also another thing: is a common writer with a fully functioning family for once. Yes, yes, it's it is and not. And the dad is an asshole. Isn't... Yeah, yeah. The gimmick isn't necessarily that it's a. Well, we'll we'll go into mild spoilers. This is this is your alert. Mild spoilers. Pause it here if you don't want like 
mid-season mild spoilers. Uh, it's it's kind of a common writer family esque dynamic because as it develops, I really liked how that there was so much drama around everybody getting pulled into this conflict left and right, and you just want everybody to be safe. You just you just want everybody to just go have fun and be a good family because they're genuinely, genuinely just such a sweet, cute family. They're just a loving, wholesome family. The parents are both so supportive of all of their children, just in and out all throughout. Um, and the the moment where oh shit, what's Iki's younger brother name? I can't remember. IG. I can't remember. IG, that's right. When IG first transforms, a lot of drama comes up. With uh, with Iki's younger brother, and so much growth has to happen between between all of them. I really love how that they intertwined the inner conflict of all the characters. Because not only is Iki interesting in his own right, all of his siblings are in both of his siblings are incredibly interesting in their their own development as well as his parents. Yeah, so you got his younger brother, uh, Daiji, who's a member of uh, Phoenix, and his his writer journey is a little interesting because his uh, his demon uh, takes over him and he becomes Common Writer Evil, which is the worst writer name I think it's we've ever dumb. got. Um, <laughs> it's a dumb but name. he he's able to turn it on okay, his head and okay. he becomes Common Writer Live, uh, which is evil spelled backwards. Uh, but I honestly. I, I like I like the flop. I, I think it's a really interesting um like uh dynamic to have like a sort of like because the, the whole this whole thing is like, you know, this the, the whole theme of the season is dealing with your inner demons and your inner turmoil. So having that like actually personified in Daiji of Common Rider Evil and Live um, you know, being part of one body is pretty cool. I agree. I agree. And side note, the songs in Revis are raucous blasting bangers all of them all the henshin uh, sound effects all the transformations all of them they're just fucking good they're just so damn good i love all of them fantastic fan freaking tastic music all the fights are wonderful because of them yeah, and I, I guess another thing that we that we uh, also should mention is that Revis is an anniversary season, a very subdued anniversary season. Um, we start off with uh, the early Revis power-ups being based on previous common writers uh, because our uh, sort of like our our cue for the season, like like using a James Bond analysis, uh, George um, is a big common writer fan. Um, he has all of the like the the DX common writer belts in his room. I. Do- I, I don't like I'm, I'm trying to think of the logistics of like band <laughs> Bandai existing in the common writer universe and then just making like toys of real people. There's also I guess you also kinda have to grapple with the fact that Common Writer might be a TV show within uh <laughs> the universe too, but like yeah, he's like no, I, I, I made... just don't worry about just don't worry about it. Just don't, just don't worry about it. Yeah, he's like, like I, I made, I made, I made ten writer stamps based off my ten favorite common writer seasons. Just don't, don't think of it too hard. Just, just, just don't worry about it. Just, just don't worry about it. It also, does. Jo- jo- um, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say George is also. I have to complain about George for a second. Um, because while I think he's generally an interesting character, um, who 
uh, kind of has the he also ha- he he's he's one of the main sources of the regular common writer father drama. Um, George's main character um, trait is that he likes to speak English. Um, yes, certain, he like that's his gimmick. That's his little funny, funny quirk. He he will introduce it's some good. English and. As an as a uh, as an English speaker, it's grating. Um, it always feels super forced um, every time they do it. And about like halfway through the season, I just got tired of it. I, I will say that was an annoying part of the show, but it was so so funny when he said, "God damn!" That I think he says it once. He says, "God damn!" once in the whole show, and oh my god, it was. I, I usually find Japanese people using American swear words in, in their attempted at like American accent to be very funny. But like every time it's... like George would say something like karate girl or something like that, or like it was dumb. Well he gets he gets off a pretty good just what? That's pretty good, but like every time it's just like I feel like you're just like you're like slutting out my language and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it was annoying. But George as a character, especially his backstory with his father, is unironically some of the best drama I think has ever come out of Common Rider in fucking 50 years, 60 years of it running. 50 years. 50 years, 50 years, right? We're at 50 now? Yeah, yeah. A little okay. over 50. 50 years. Yeah. Th- this, 50. this is the 50th anniversary season, so yeah, 50. That's right. This was the 50th banger for a 50th. And um, George and his father have so much well-designed, well-written drama. It's incredible. And again, major spoilers going forward. I'm just, I'm going to unlock the whole thing, Sergio. I'm going to unlock everything. Full spoilers going forward. Um, Okay. When George's dad died to the, it was to the main villain in that fight to save um to save everybody for a little longer just to put everything off for a little longer the acting between those two characters the main villain of the season and George's father oh man it was incredible it pulled the mask off of everybody and just revealed what everybody was feeling about it and it shows that everybody was having a really tough emotional time throughout this whole ordeal even the main villain he's kind of fucking angry and pissed about things in a personal emotional way because he gets invested in things and things just don't turn out the way he wants them to and that's especially true with um uh are you specifically am talking I, am about I misremembering part of the scene well no i, I, I think, think I you're am. getting characters mixed up because it wasn't uh i don't think it was george's dad it was the head of uh the weekend that's right. That's right. Head of the weekend. I thought his dad was head of weekend, though. Am I am I misremembering that entirely? Then that's embarrassing. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you are misremembering. Did, that. did his dad die before the season? Then I must be misremembering that because there was a connection between them, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like his dad was the weird, was the mysterious masked man that was working with weekend. That's right. That's right. But I okay. Just that's trying what I'm to remember what thing. exactly happened. Isn't that uh, is that not when his father dies though? Hmm. We'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But um, 
the uh, the whole thing with uh, whatever whoever characters were involved in that scene. You know the scene I'm talking about, Sergio. Yes. Excellent, excellent scene. Very, 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 very well acted, and um, it's just it's just great. It's just honestly great. All the acting throughout the whole season was beyond excellent, especially in the high tension dramatic moments, which is not always true in Common Rider. Although I say that there's great casting in Common Rider, the the acting sometimes can fall apart at some critical scenes, and it, it really never did in Vice. It really never ever did, and I was so happy, so so happy about that. Also, to uh, jog your memory a bit, Masami died just like off, like he, like he, like he, like he, like, he, like his his health deteriorates and he passes uh, away off screen. Okay, all right, never mind then. Yeah, that's right. He dies off screen. George comes to visit him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, never mind then. Uh. I love the acting though, all throughout the season. I loved it quite a lot. Yeah, I gotta give a shout out to the the main villain we we mentioned, uh, Akaishi, who's just like the most like scene chewing, most evil man I've ever seen. We nicknamed him Gifu's strongest soldier because you just you just believe that this dude is not only just absolute, just pure evil, He's in but it he to just win like. It. Yeah, he's in it to win it. He'll do anything for his master, and his death is just mm, probably one of the best usages of like a common writer finisher I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yep, I agree. It was fan fucking tastic, and oh man, the evil shit he does, the way he just eats it all up. He's such an experienced actor. They got it was it was a guy who's been in like a shit ton of previous dramas, wasn't it? It was a guy who's very 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 well known yeah i think so well he um his experience showed he chewed every scene so much i i think he was having the most fun i've ever seen anybody act as a villain ever he was just living living his dream the whole time and you're right there along with him while he's while he's having fun with it you just get sucked right into his villainy I think a, a, a character we we've pa- passed over but needs to be mentioned is uh Icky's sister Sakura, common writer Jean. The the new yes. best female writer uh not counting Geets because we we didn't we haven't really gotten into the Geetan time uh that uh that much. But yeah, we, I, haven't, I would, we haven't done much Geetan yet. I I I I think I can solidly say that I liked Sakura as a character compared to uh Zero One's um Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie. Her name was uh Fua, was it? No, Fua, Fua. is that was the guy. That's the guy. That common was... writer Yaiba? Vulcan. Was That's Fua is common writer Vulcan. Um Is her name Yaiba? Yaiba, yeah. Yua Yaiba. Uh common writer yeah, Valkyrie. That's right. Yua. Yua was her first name. Not Fua. Yua. I remember that they have very similar first names. But yeah. Uh, Yua Yaiba, kind of wasted a little bit, kind of sort of. Sakura is not wasted in Revis. She is excellent. She's determined. She loves her brothers and she wants to help protect them and fight with them and for them. And um, I think she gets repurposed 
uh, Valkyrie gear at some point, doesn't she? <laughs> they repainted um, some of Valkyrie's does... jackal stuff, right? Oh yeah, she gets uh, j- uh, the 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 scythe from when uh, Valkyrie was a uh, um a, a mo- had a monster form. She gets the, the yes. repainted scythe that she used in that. Yes, that is right. Yep, and uh, Sakura is just cool. She's really cool. Uh, I appreciated just the whole perspective of her brothers wanting to protect her, but her stepping in and wanting to also help everybody. And she also sort of goes her own path. There's this, there's this sort of Trinity dichotomy throughout all of Revis that the siblings are going their own paths, but they're all fighting for the same thing at the end of the day. She winds up with Weekend. Uh, Daiji winds up working with... Uh, what what was their group called? It was the people that made demons. Uh, what's... Uh, the Dead Mans. No. No, right. the group... The police group. Phoenix. The police-esque group. Phoenix, that's right. Daiji w- winds up working with um, Phoenix, and uh, Iki's just on his own. I- Iki's just a badass. He doesn't need anybody else helping him. If he kind of does, because George helps him a lot. Uh, either way, they all go their own three separate paths, and it's really interesting seeing them all follow their own paths in life, trying to trying to do the right thing until Gifu shows himself, and then they all point and say it's time to fucking kick this asshole. I think it's also important to note that during uh, Revis, we got uh, the 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 all the all the the all girl uh, spinoff girl boss miniseries that we've been demanding. Um, yes, Common Rider Jean yes. and Common Rider Aguilera with girls remix. They brought back all, basically all of the main uh, female writers and female supporting characters for a little uh, miniseries special. Yes, and it was an entity. That existed. I never. I don't. Did did we watch it? I can't remember. If we, we did, did not watch, watch it. it. Okay, so it's not so forgettable that I forgot it. I just yeah. I no, just we just we, seen we, we we never got around to watching it. But it is a thing that exists, and I'm glad that they made it. Yes, I'm not sure it's good, but but I mean, we'll see it at some point. Yeah, uh, that's another thing is that uh, like Commentator Ghost before it, Revis has really good side content that uh, um adds on to the uh the main thing um there they did a prequel mm-hmm. series about uh icky's dad um and what happened to him uh it also yes. gives some backstory to the main villain series. too uh there was yes. also uh revis the mystery uh which uh reunited us with a couple characters from drive fies and uh double i don't think i've ever been happy to see common writer oxal in my life but i was somewhat happy to see him back even though I hate Kamen Rider Oxal. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit little bit happy to have him back. It was fun. It was fun to have him back. Let's be honest, Sergio. It was yeah, a it was, good it was time fun. to have him back. It was great. And um it probably triggered a whole bunch of Common Rider fans by saying that we liked any part of Ghost. Uh it's it's still so funny to me, looking back on it, that people hate Ghost so much, even if it's like it's like the definition of a mid mid tier season, right? Like it's the definition of a mid tier season, and it kept. Ironically, I think it. I think we raised its ranking higher as we watched other shows in Common Rider, right? I feel like we did. Well, it's definitely better than mm-hmm. Wizard. Better than Wizard. Better than Decade. 
Um, those are the low. Those are the low bars, though. Those are the low bars. Uh, better than Ryuki. Yeah, it was better than Ryuki. Better than Ryuki. I liked um, it better than Agito. I think. Hmm. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe if Agito had a better, a stronger beginning, I would be more wanting to put it above. I don't know. Ghost. I, I feel like I feel like maybe Agito and Ghost are about about on the same level. They're they're very different shows, fundamentally speaking. They're Did very, you like Ghost better than Drive? I think that's the real question. Hmm. I think I was more invested in the characters of Drive than I was for Ghost. And ultimately in Drive, Kimiko and fuck, I can't remember the main character's name of Drive, but Drive gets his girl. A.G. Tamari. AG, not A.G. No. Shinosuke. Not, not Shinosuke Shinosuke. Shinosuke. I, how can I forget the way the belt shut? Shinosuke. Um, Shinosuke and Noki gets his girl. And they get married, and it's it's a wonderful joke. They finally fucking get married, and only the like far after epilogue of of, of uh, drive. But yeah, I do like think Ghost. drive is better than Ghost because Ghost cucks you hard. Fucking god damn it! Why can't the, the cute girl that was with you all the time, Common Rider Ghost? Why'd you have to go and get some random chick in a fucking novel? You fucking cuck, bitch boy can't believe they did that shit pisses me off and i it's it's funny i barely had forgotten his name but it's it's ironic that you would forget the main character's name of ghost because he says it at the beginning of every episode takaru tenkuji yeah takaru tenkuji rampaging ganma rampaging ganma which is an infamous meme but anyways taking it too off track back to revis so I think the acting was excellent. I think the casting was excellent. I think the characters in general were designed wonderfully. What about the villains? We haven't talked a whole lot about the villains besides Gifu. What are the minor villains? Uh, so we have we have the three dead man lieutenants. We have uh, Olteca. Uh, we have Aguilera and Julio. 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 Yep, Julio. I, I was about to say Julio that guy's name is not Julio, and then I remember it is Gotamaki. Well, yep. his real name is Gotamaki. His uh, culturally yeah, his appropriated real name, is name is Julio. Yes, Gotamaki is Julio. And also, must repeat, Gotamaki king. Absolute fucking king later on in the season. But as a villain, he's interesting. He and Aguilera give me really severe, like plagiarization vibes from from the fucking oh yeah so back in O's yeah or I say Julio is a bit of a simp for Aguilera Aguilera kind of falls into that like common writer trope of like pretty female lieutenant has like a strong like strong brute uh, that's simping for her yeah that she like orders around um, and I, I have to pay attention to a very specific scene where Julio finally gets his monster form and he attacks Olteca and rips his arm off. Yes, I fucking loved that like, scene like, because like Olteca, he, he, 
he tears into his monster form and rips the arm off, and you can see it fly behind uh, him, uh, which was a spectacular animation. We need a lot more of that in Kamen Rider. I love that shit. I eat that shit up. But Julio became a total goddamn king when he started becoming Gotamaki again. Holy crap. Absolute mad lad with that move. And um, there was also a, a fourth, technically. There was the other guy that they replaced one of them with. Can't oh, the chameleon name. dead man? Yes, the chameleon dead man. Yeah, so that's all. That's also another uh, Revis fact. Oh yeah, he was, um, a, that, he was uh, actually a major villain in the early parts, wasn't he? He just gets dealt with. Yeah. Really so since we're past the spoilers thing, the the commander of Phoenix, as it is revealed, was killed and replaced off screen in the first episode by the Chameleon Deadman. And the Chameleon Deadman's true identity is the uh, Impossibru guy. Is it really? Is that the guy? Yes, it I, is. I didn't yep. remember. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we we only see him for like a brief moment because he because we like like once they finally kill him, he reverts back to like what he originally looked like, and it's the improv the impossible guy. I love that. I I had completely forgotten that bit of trivia, but yes, that was a that was a good plot twist. Honestly, I was not seeing it coming. Yes. It made sense overall, and it added a lot of depth to um. Was it Hiromi? Is that Hiromi? Is yeah. That, the, yeah, chat, the chat himself, Hiromi Kadoda, yes, Kamen Rider he, Demons. Yes, Kamen Rider Demons. The only time when an actor was so fucking good mid-season, when an actor just, just did everything so well, they said, fuck it, we ball. He's going to stay in the damn show. He's not leaving. And they kept his ass in the show. They were going to kill him off, weren't they? He's going to become a villain, I thought. Uh, well, was so... That the, um, was that the plot? Uh, so what had happened was, is that, uh, so, so, so in the first episode, like, after he, like, fails to transform with the Revis driver, he was supposed to die, um, but, uh, like, once they, like, like, they did the scene, the writer was like, nah, we'll, we'll keep him around, I want to, like, actually use him. Okay. And he did a damn good job after that. He, he earned his right to stick around in that damn show. He is such a minor character at the beginning, but he just, you see him go through such an evolution and such a journey throughout the whole story of loss, redemption, resolve, and finally coming together near the end to join up with everybody fighting against Gifu. It's an excellent, excellent story for Hiromi. There's so much respect in Revis for all of the writers, I feel like. They give everybody their time to shine which is so rare in these seasons that have so many writers where you've got like, how many writers in this? 10? 10, I want to say, maybe more like 12. Well, before we figure that out, um, it's been about 30 minutes, so we're going to go to ad break. So so we got Revy, we got Vice, we got, uh, so Revy, we got Vice, we got Live, we got Evil, we got Gene, we got Demons, Vale, Aguilera, and, uh, uh, well, I guess Vale and D Stream both count as the same writer because they're uh, both Icky's dad. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Juga. So we got nine. Juga. Okay. Yeah, nine. Nine. No, isn't that ten? Because we counted up the six with demons. Then it was Aguilera, Vice, Juga. Nine. You're right. It's nine. 
Yeah, I I will say though the the the, the last arc does kind of feel a little tack on George goes Listen. insane and becomes a common writer. Yeah, that felt like and then he just that, gets I, over I will it. Say that was a little bit little bit of a little bit of a hiccup. It's very short though, my recollections. Only like 3 episodes, right? Yeah, it's like the last 3 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and while we're while we're at this point in in Revis, gosh damn, that fucking ending brutalized my heart and soul, Sergio. It destroyed me. It was like watching. It was like watching Philip's disappearance from Double, but in slow motion, just. The whole episode, I could see where it was about to go, and then, oh man, it hurts. And then you think they're going to just play it straight, and they're going to go through all of their forms when they're fighting. In this last fight, um, Vice, well, but I'm, I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. Iki disappearing from all the photos throughout the whole season. He's actually, like losing all of his memories right like the memory of Iki is vanishing and he too is losing his memory people remember him but he's losing his ability to remember everyone he loves and i think the way they word it is every time he transforms he loses a precious memory right am i misremember because I, I thought i remembered it as everybody was forgetting him and now he was forgetting everybody else um i thought it was him forgetting everybody else, because then Vice sacrifices himself so that Revy, that, so that Iki remembers everybody. Isn't that right? I, I can't remember. It's been like a year and a half since we watched it, so it's it's a little hard to remember all the details. But I think that I think it's the case that he is losing his memories. Yeah, yeah, he's losing his memories. Yeah, he's losing his memories, and Vice and everybody is really, really, really sad. And you're wondering if Iki is going to just have to go out on his own and and adventure with. Um, Vice, but Vice takes the step up. He tricks Iki into thinking that um, Vice has gone evil and is killing and eating everybody. But in reality, what Vice is trying to do is he's trying to bring Iki's memory back. And Vice does this by sacrificing himself. He's breaking the demon contract that Iki made with him so long ago. And in doing so, he is destroying himself. Vice sacrifices himself permanently in order to give Iki his second chance at life and protecting his family. And it's, it's such a hard thing to watch because you think they're, as they're doing this, um, this dramatic, semi-dramatic play fight because Iki realizes what's happening. He stops realizing, he stops thinking that Vice was a villain in the middle of their fight. And they just, they're going through all their forms it's one last memory. This is the last time Iki can be Kamen Rider Revis. And you think they're going to go all the way up to final form and have a bombastic little happy thing? And no. No. Right in the middle of transforming, it all ends. Vice can't hold it together anymore. And they're just, it's a tearful goodbye that's far too soon. It's far too soon for everybody. Right at this very last episode. And oh man, it was an emotional gut punch. To the fucking kidney, man. It hurt. Do you remember do you remember how you felt about it, Sergio? Were you surprised about how they were gonna end it? 
Yeah, I was honestly surprised about that. I mean, it made the whole Juga thing, like, worth it. Um, in my eyes. Because obviously I was just kind of like... I agree. Yeah, this feels tacked on. I mean, I was just reading the the wiki page on it, and yeah, it was kind of tacked on. Like, they couldn't really figure out how they were going to, like... They were like, it. how the like, fuck did we do this? Like, like, remember how Saber had that, like, extra epilogue episode where he teamed up with Revis to, like, you know, bridge the gap between the seasons? They thought yes. they were going to do something like mm-hmm. that and just have Juga yes. be, like, the villain yes. in that episode, and then they, like, figure out how to, like, write him in the, the you know, last bit of the series. Yeah, that's that's sort of the major issue with Common Rider being written week to week. I don't think they should do that as much as they do, but that's just kind of how it goes, unfortunately. Uh, thankfully, they didn't do that for Build, and Build turned out a lot better. But I, I feel like they should try to do more of that, like what they did with Build. Just have seasons written like a year or two in advance, work out the kinks, work out the story beats. The problem with that approach, though... Is that they run Common Rider like a bunch of monkeys? <laughs> they don't have anything ready until like the week they're gonna shoot the damn episode. Flashback reminder: they didn't have the goddamn Ghost final suit ready during its debut episode because they ran out of money. <laughs> well, yeah, because they uh they the, all the budget went to Common Rider Amazon's. <laughs> I'll never forget that. They couldn't. They didn't have the money. They didn't have the money. <laughs> but yeah, there was also um, there were like no new monsters for like ten episodes because where all the budget was going. Oh God, you're right. Oh no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it it makes sense though. That's the way that they continue to run it. And clearly, Revis is evidence enough that you can do amazing things with that writing setup it's just uh, there's so many little things in revis that i feel like wouldn't have existed at all with their quality of writing staff they just had the time just had the ability but thankfully the acting the effects choreography the characters the acting it's it's all just it all brings it all together at the end with their decent decent to excellent writing with the occasional, and I, th- I, I, th- I think this, the the strong suit of why Revis is so good is I think this is good for any franchise is pick someone who's completely like 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 they aren't a talk- Tokusatsu writer. Like the guy they picked was just like a J drama writer, and they were like, "Don't don't go on Twitter, don't listen to any of these dumb comments. Just do it like you would want to do it." And the same thing happened with Build, and I think overall that leads to a better end product. I agree. I think it leads to a dramatically better end product. What would dramatically help it even more is if they just pre-wrote the whole season in advance. Then you wouldn't need to worry about the Twitter chuds saying, oh, how could you do this to my waifu? Ah, I'm never watching Kamen Rider again. Some people are crazy like that. One thing, though, that I think might have been a crazy, like, Revis shake-up is, uh... So, right before, uh, they they, int- they introduce a form in this show, Kamen Rider Jack Revice, uh, which is a form where Vice controls, uh, the, um, uh, Revy's body. Uh, when, when the toys leaked, there was a bit of a mistranslation of the transformation announcement that read something to the effect of, 
um, hijacked and betrayed. Vice has stabbed you in the back, which would have been absolutely crazy if that was the plot that they went with. Yes, that would. Have I don't. Been I don't, I don't think I would have. Completely insane. I don't think I would have liked it, but I would at least have would have applauded them for the ballsiness of doing something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I necessarily would have liked it either. Um, that's why I was so convinced at the ending that Vice wasn't actually a bad guy because it's just he's just too much of a goofball. He just loves Iki too much. He cares about his happiness too much to do anything like that. Um. Yeah, I, I think it was the right call to not go with that kind of writing choice for Vice in general. And it, I, I'm happy that they wrote the season the rest of the way that they did. There There is some romance between Aguilera and Tamaki. There's a lot of sibling connections. The family, especially. I've not mentioned the family enough. The fatherhood of the show. There's so much. There's so many fatherly themes in the show as a whole. And it's so wonderful seeing it brought to light. It's just this wonderful moment where um, Iki's father is confronting his own past with his own demon to help his son, uh, Daiji, deal with his own demon that is betraying him and being a problem. His father, Daiji's father, does the thing that Daiji needs to do to prove to Daiji that he needs to accept his demon. He needs to work through this shit with, um, with evil with Kagero was his, was his actual name. I, uh, I, I was, I was, also, it's, it's also just finally glad to have like a badass dad in Kamen Rider. Cause obviously Kamen Rider loves to use the, you know, the evil dad, the shitty father trope. And I think it's yes. just built into every single human being to just detest shitty parents. Because your brain automatically goes as like parents are supposed to act a specific way, and parents who you know shun their children or are terrible to them are like bottom rung garbage. And I love hating those kind of villains, like Bono in uh, in Drive was probably oh, the yeah. most so dis- so easy despicable, to hate him. like like despicable love to like evil father. But for yeah. once, I was glad to just find a common writer father that I could just get behind you can respect that man you can look up to him honest to god he is an excellent father he is a wonderful husband he just loves his kids there's nothing driving this man but just pure unadulterated love and drive for them he does the things he does just for them in this show and it's an excellent thing to watch he does things for himself, not just for himself, but to prove to his children that they must continue to have faith, that you can't just throw away hope because that's the wrong choice. And he proves it to them by doing what he's telling them to do. There's very few morals or messages or stories like that in a lot of fiction, especially in common writer fiction. There's sort of a a wider aversion i think to parenthood in fiction nowadays which is not great i think people need to write better parent more more wholesome respecting loving parents nowadays it's 
it's great to have the dark evil father tropes all the time but there's so much good writing that i think is being lost by only having drama through the evil parents instead of good parents yeah because like like i said the like like easy go to like you get me to hate a villain put a despicable mom or a despicable father in there and that's easy hate points easy like oh yeah but like especially after 20 seasons of writer it's just like if it just this happens all, it's all the very time. well worn at this point look, the look, evil father look, is look, so writers well common writers writers if you're projecting please see a therapist um yeah. stop projecting into i don't think they're projecting TV I, think, show. I don't think they're projecting i think they're plagiarizing <laughs> that's it's more likely to me i'll write that down write that down man i write that down I'm trying to think. I, I'm trying to think of who was the first evil common father. Um, the first evil common father. Well, let's see. Kuga didn't have one. Agito didn't have one. Ryuki didn't have one. Blade? And I had an evil brother. An evil brother. <sighs> evil dad, though. Mm. Because I don't know much about Blade. Mm. Oh, uh, Ki- I believe, I believe Kiva's be dad became evil. Um, at it's some probably point. around that era, Deno slash Kiva, where they cemented all of the all of the tropes. Double had an evil dad. Double had an evil. Yep, double had an evil dad. Eh, half evil dad. There's a, there's a good father figure in there too. Yeah, but I mean, um, uh, guy. Yes, that's true. Ryubei. Yep, that's true. Uh, Oz didn't have a dad, right? Oz did not have a dad. Forze did not have a dad. Yes, it did. Uh, Tachibana. Oh! No, you're right. You're right. You're right, you're right. Tachibana is technically a dad. Uh, I believe Wizard has an evil dad, but we're not there there yet. Wizard has an evil dad. Evil younger brother, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we talked about drive. Ha- drive has an evil dad. Um, yep, has Ghost evil has dad. a Chad dad, but he dies. Yeah, Ghost is Ghost is Ghost is like a Giga Chad dad. Uh, X Eight has an evil dad. X Eight has, has an evil dad. Build that definitely has an evil dad. Um, Geo is a does not has a nothing dad it's a dad he's there but he's like a nothing dad yeah he's like a, a nothing dad zero one he scuffs with his dad but no not an evil dad well, his dad is dead but the uh, no it's his grandfather isn't it his his grandfather and dad are both dead yeah but they were good people they weren't ter- they were oh wait people. oh wait yes his uh his his robot dad i mean yeah, they, his they robot had a- dad they had, they, had fight fight. The they had a fight. They had a little scuffle. They had the hell. They had a little conniption. It's okay. It's all good. Doesn't count. Zero one does not count. Yeah. Um. Saber. That counts, right? I don't know. I can't remember the names. It's terrible. I'm having like dementia, but I think I think Saber must have counted somewhere, right? For an evil dad. Did Saber have an evil dad? I don't think so. And then. Well, we shouldn't be too we had, we had the we had the three chuds, and they weren't related to anybody. 
No, you're right. I don't. Oh, think wait, wait. Yes, it did. Uh, Common Rider Caliber. Mmm. Mmm. Hmm. Yep. 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 Oh, I, yep, I just yep, want yep. to bring up because you mentioned Saber. Do you remember uh, where the the one chud that looks like a dude, bro, with the, like with the 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 like the sleeves? Uh, he he had ripped sleeves. He captures May, and then he just like does a kick flip. <laughs> Like she's like like cowering, like 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 he captures her and she's like cowering in an alleyway and he just like does a kickflip off the wall. (laughs) I forgot about that. And Revis, for what it's worth, Revis does have a guy with daddy issues, and uh, the Gifu servant he tries to be an evil dad, but he doesn't. He doesn't yeah, succeed. Yeah, he's like an evil mentor, I guess. He's an evil mentor. Like an evil, creepy uncle who wants to touch you in weird ways. That's about as close as it gets. Um, Revis is good, though. To reiterate what I've said many times, Revis is very good. Some flaws here and there. Absolutely. Not a perfect season, but it's good. Very good. I can solidly, solidly recommend it to anybody who's interested in Common Rider and wants a more generic drama focus in some ways. Vice might put you off a little bit if you're looking into like very mature, dark themes yeah, that I, compel you. Uh, I I have come to terms with things like Vice because I think that we all just need to understand that as much as we love this franchise, it is for children first. To buy toys. We 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 got Common Rider Black Sun. Like like they gave us the Common Rider season for us as adults to enjoy, but in terms of the main series, it's just you know, geared towards children, you're gonna have a character like Vice. Yes. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. These moderately entertaining from time to time yes and at least it isn't as bad as like modern power rangers who tries to ape the vulcan skull like funny characters for the children and just has them doing you know modern modern power rangers is very little kids very very little kids whereas common writer at least very consistently has intensely dramatic moments for more mature audiences to maintain interest but anyways I think that's the majority of my thoughts for Revis. What, what what do you have, Sergio? Uh, that is Anything the else? majority. That is the majority thoughts that I have uh, for Geats. But I also wanted to just have a little anecdote about the the future of the series. Uh, we got a lot of interesting stuff that's uh, been happening and been coming up since we last talked about um, Common yes. Rider. Yes, um, there has been a few. So things. obviously we got uh, we got Common Rider Geats. Um, uh, that's airing right now, and uh, something interesting that I want to get caught up on to watch is that they've uh, uh, they're currently running a, a mini series called Common Rider Outsiders on their like uh, they they have a like a like a mini streaming service called the Tokusatsu Total Fan Club that like you can watch writer stuff on, and they do like these specials that of course we watch on Kiss Asian um, because we can't watch them in America, yeah. but yeah. they. They took the, the like the saber and ghost miniseries they they were running, and they were also doing a um, common rider Genmu and Thouser series, and they crossed them together to do common rider outsiders, and it's currently like wrapping up a bunch of like loose ends. Uh, we got mm-hmm. Genmu back, we got Thouser, they brought back Cronus, 
Uh, Kamen Rider Oja is back from Ryuki, and he finally got a survive form, which was only a thing that happened in the toy line. Um, Ooh. They got a uh, disaster and Kenzon back from Saber to wrap up their uh, stuff, and they also brought back Hirobi too. Hirobi, that's cool. Oh, and ba- like Bono that. is back again. Again? Why not? Again? Again, again he's back. Oh, as well again, as Foundation again. X. Ooh, Foundation X is finally back. That only took them yes. a billion years. Uh, and after this episode was was after when this episode comes out, uh, obviously we had a uh, uh, Shin Common Rider that had came out, um, which I have yes. to I have to complain to Mister John Toei about this botched Shin Common Rider release. Uh, they they're they're releasing it one show time like seven p.m. all across the country, like at the, the same time zone, like they're all like seven p.m. seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one showing, and. Th- I mean, I guess this isn't really Toei's fault. It's really more like Fathom events and how they they like set it up. But like May thirty first, yeah. seven p.m. is the most inconvenient time for anybody I know who would be interested to see it, in seeing it. And the theaters that it came out with are just like just inconvenient to get around to. Yeah, but that's that's more of a theater issue, I suppose, than a than a Toei. Yeah, I mean, problem. they, they could have did like though. a multi. I mean, they have the money to make it a a more multi-theater like like a multi-show i don't know man being that i don't know man i'm not sure they do have you seen have you heard those clang sound effects <laughs> they can't even afford a fucking extra sound pack <laughs> there's also um uh there's also a zero one comic book series that looks like it's going to be ending soon i don't know if it was any good but we did get that um because yeah. there was a bit of a controversy earlier that i was seeing that not only was the like the some people were not liking the zero one comic series, but they uh they brought the Kuga manga over to the states, and the early like volumes released with like machine translations, and they like had to do a reprinting. But I don't know if those are fixed yet. So unless they are, if they are fixed, I highly recommend picking up the Kuga manga, um, because we kind of gotta like get the uh get what we can get when it comes to writer English releases. But I believe. There are fan translations online for the Kuka manga if you want to check that out. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff for being a fan of Kamen Rider in the West nowadays, but you know, it's still I I've thought of this in the back of my head, but Kamen Rider is such a giant content bomb. If you need something to binge, Kamen Rider has so many fucking episodes to go through. It's insane. Sergio and I have only even seen like Half of Heisen, a little over half of Heisen. We've watched well over 800 episodes, I would say, worth of content. Maybe a thousand if you count all the movies and the specials. Yeah, and I was also going to ask you, if you could bring one uh, one writer series over to the West that hasn't been brought over to the West, because we have, we have official releases for, like, good, solid r- releases that I would actually recommend watching for um, Kuga, Ryuki, and Zero One. What season would you bring over to the West next? Obviously, oh, we obviously because uh, I, I like like obviously we we have a way to watch them, but like it like like yes for for yes. for, well, for, for newcomers well, to two, enjoy who want to get into the franchise. Well, there are two obvious answers. Those being Build and Revis, because I think they're the two best dram- drama wise of all of them, which will garner a grander swath of interest in Common Rider over here. But hmm, besides those two, I 
might more solidly recommend that they port over something like Double and O's, honestly, because Double and O's are much stronger, like, generic kinds of common Rider shows. They're like, like the... The, it's it's like how Full Metal Alchemist is not the best oh. anime you'll ever see, uh, but it's the best shonen you might ever see. There's also a very uh, important reason that you should bring over Kamen Rider Double, because there's a little show called Fudo P.I. that you don't have the full context for if you didn't watch Kamen Rider Double. Yes. Yes. Lots of lots of stuff you wouldn't have the context for. So definitely, if you plan on watching Fudo P.I., watch it Double. I hope that they would bring it over so that there's some official path all the way up to Futo PI, but you know, I'm not sure though. Not entirely sure I would trust them uh, to get I also would want them to release the manga for Common Rider uh, uh Futo PI. That's asking too much, uh, Sergio. It's asking too much. It's, they like, can't it's, do it's, it. The manga is not not like you don't have to worry about the music licenses. You don't have to worry about the trait just too much. Too much. They'll just use an Trans- AI. They'll just use an we AI. We got the Sergio. Kuga manga. I don't care if it's an AI translation, I just want it. We'll just, we'll I mean, just I kind of like I, I kind of like being able to watch the anime without like um like 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 being able to just go into the anime completely blind without like a manga out there to like like I mean, we've talked about the anime spoiler, but I like the, like just being able to just like go into the story that like there's nothing like like it's just it's like it's new. Like there's nothing like like I I I literally I literally can't look up what's going to happen. I can just watch it in like full blind yeah. watch, and that that's yeah, kind of cool. Just but... go have some fun with it. Yeah. Also, it's well, like anyways. I would like to like I yeah. like having the option to read it is basically what I'm saying. Yes, I agree. With that being said, uh, I think we'll wrap it up uh, here. Uh, I hope you all yes. enjoyed our little ranting about Common Rider. Uh, um, we love to rant. Travis. We love ranting. Uh, and I yep. would just like to say that I recommend that you all watch our book club episodes. Um, yes. Because, it, at least by the time of recording this, uh, while you guys did tune in for the uh, um, City of Thieves book club, uh, you the uh the uh Kafka on the Shore one is a little underwatched compared to our other episodes. So if you did skip over that book club because it didn't really sound like something you knew what it was, I highly recommend checking out the book club episodes because Kai and Jake have been doing a pretty good job with those. Yeah, they're great episodes, honestly. Yeah, that's consider that's all I have to do watching something that isn't the All Guardsmen party. No, they're not going to do that, Sergio. They're not going to do it. Probably nobody's even going to watch this. You know, you know what they're going to be doing? They're going to be watching all guardsmen party all the time. Only all guardsmen, nothing else. Yes, it's the only content that we uh that we're allowed to produce. Yep, and that's why I do not love our audience. They are all guardsmen junkies. No dignity. No respect at all. No love. I love them.